This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, Brady PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. Mike and Viana gather playing some games that are pray to your mama that they're not super lame. And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name. It's the R H A P B M B. Mike and Viana gather playing some games that are pray to your mama that they're not super lame. And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name. It's the R H. Everybody and welcome to the RHAP B&B for episode six of Survivor Cook Islands. Happy belated Fourth of July to those of you who observe RHAP B&B. Why am I singing? Maybe I'm still residually drunk from the last podcast that we did. I'm so happy to talk once more after a holiday weekend about another episode in Survivor history as we go only a couple seasons back from our last jaunt all the way to season 13 but of course I am not alone and I promise she has not been kidnapped Liana Boris how are you I'm good if you still need to sober up a little bit Mike I can cook you up some cook islands Uh, (laughs) I hope it's lamb shanks because those looked so good those looked so good. That and the like, maybe I was just hungry at the time, but that and the bread, the apple cider, I could care less about, but uh, or couldn't care less about. But everything else. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They look so juicy. Yeah. And that's the thing is, I think there's a lot of reserved criticism, specifically of the pizza variety of like, well, Survivor food looks pretty crappy, but this looked legitimately good. Maybe it was the low lighting at Tribal Council, maybe because it was like really did seem like, you know, fresh from crafty lamb shanks that they could just gnaw into like their crow magnons but uh, they really you know advertise well i'm I'm sad and surprised that that type of reward specifically has not come back i mean we haven't really seen a lot of double tribal councils but they usually do it with like snacks so i feel like we've had that i think palau had like the beef stew Can't we, oh heroes versus villains had the hot dogs i don't know why we haven't gone back to the the lamb bone as it were i think that would be a great idea i think meat is just so like even just chicken like because the merge feast whenever they just have like grilled meats it looks so good uh you know unless of course it's outback steak if it's well done because that <laughs> not exactly my personal preference but absolutely that looks so good and it also reminded me of just the reward types that we used to get in general because mm-hmm. now i feel like the rewards are all very similar you know of course we have like the comfort rewards i feel like the food rewards are all very similar like we get the pizza you know mm-hmm. you get whatever sponsored meal you're gonna get that to the point episode. where so remember when sophie correctly guessed last season what the reward would be <laughs> Exactly. I think then that might be a problem if you have a player. I mean, of course, you know, Sophie is amazing, but still, if you can guess what the reward is going to be, maybe it's a little repetitive. 
Well, speaking of well done, Liana, what did you think about the quality of this episode? What What are your thoughts in general about Survivor Cookbounds, especially as somebody, as we talked about numerous times in the past, you know, obviously did not watch it in what was it 2006 when it first aired mm-hmm. yeah so i mean i remember re-watching this season and just overall in the season thinking like i can't believe they're doing one that is divided by race but mm-hmm. you know what this is also one of the most diverse seasons that we've seen so like <laughs> it's kind of like you had the the wrong plan but like got an okay outcome because mm-hmm. we get that diversity and that was what was really interesting about rewatching this is because you know you start to see like everybody the the origins of the alliances because they are sort of rooted in in race and that was really interesting and just to see people uh d- use those dynamics but not even just almost in like a who, who you were originally assigned with not because that's who that you'd almost even naturally go to right. like there's so much cross pollination which is really cool because even cowboy taken out here who you think you would want to stick with like no cowboy is one either incredibly smart or very crazy or both mm-hmm. but he's he's unpredictable and a threat regardless so it's understandable why you would want to go after him here yeah, you know, there is a lot of talk in this episode, particularly on the Raro side of like, well, you know, let's uh, get rid of Jenny because she might be tight with the other Asians on her tribe uh, or her old tribe. Or even Cowboy goes after Jonathan because he's like, there's a chance you know, there's five white people left in the game. But to your point, the interesting circumstances are the fact that because they started off with those tribes, it almost manufactures like it almost becomes akin to like Navidi Strong. You know, of like, mm-hmm. well, I'll vote with this person, not necessarily because we uh, bond together because of our, you know, uh, various experiences being minorities in the world, but because we started on the same tribe together and, you know, played a week of Survivor together. Not to say that I'm sure people had those bonding moments and probably even more so once they sort of, you know, swapped over and stuck together as like, OK, now we're, you know, instead of being uh, five of 20, now we're like two of 10. And what does that mean? I'm sure that's super interesting. I have made my feelings on on Cook Islands pretty known in the past in that watching it at the time, it's a very its storyline in particular is very invigorating. But I will say when you rewatch the season, uh, it's not the biggest one that holds up, in my opinion. Uh, It's not really shown in this episode particularly, but I feel like the post merge in particular, once you know that the story is that the I2s are going to overcome and considering that nearly every scene in the post-merge is about whether the I2s are going to overcome, there, there's not much to sort of look past. That being said, at least this episode has really the, the I2 sides of things, in my opinion, is by far the more interesting. Everything going on with Plan Voodoo and Cowboy's attempted coup against Jonathan, even Yule, uh, you know, experiencing some perhaps ulcer-like symptoms over his inability to betray somebody or at least hesitation to do so. That was by far the much more interesting stuff above the raro, we don't like Christina, and so if we have the opportunity to vote her out, we will. <laughs> yeah, I was happy that there was less, you know, we saw, I mean, I don't know, I didn't count the minutes, but uh, but felt like we spent less time with that. It almost like we set up this dynamic of, okay, well, uh, Christina's going to be voted out, or at least she's on the outs. Yeah, it didn't happen this last time, but it's probably going to happen this time. 
Okay, good. Now we know that. Let's get into what is much more interesting because the Yule stuff was fascinating. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was just because we watched him on Winners at War not that long ago, but remembering who he was as a player, because I didn't go back and rewatch Cook Islands coming into Winners at War. And I forgot, like, oh, yeah, he is super low key. Like, oh, yes, he does have well-defined gorgeous abs. Like, it was fun to sort of revisit who Yule was versus sort of who I thought of as Yule. Of course, his top two qualities, his under-the-radar gameplay and his abs. I remember one thing that I really noticed, or at least that Survivor Sucks noticed at the time, was that uh, Yule's cast photo, he has the Triforce or, like, a triangle on his forehead. Like if you if what? you like Google his his um individual cast photo right now for Survivor Cook Islands, both Liana and the and the folks at home here, you'll see like just I guess by the shadows or the contours on his face, there's a pretty like well defined triangular shape on his forehead directly, you know, above his nose. And it's something you like can't unsee once you see. It. And so that got sort of spoiled for me almost 15 years ago and that's all i can basically think of even though yule has showed himself to be like a top five person in general i heavily recommend if people have not checked out his deep dive with rob which is very timely considering you know that we're talking about this episode about winners of war please do it's two hours of your life that you will immensely enjoy but yeah that's that's one of the things i occasionally think about yule sometimes in the the spectrum of things yeah, but what does that... So I'm looking at the picture now. I 100% see what you're talking about. It's like this lighter triangle yeah. on his face. Like, I'm, st- I'm staring staring at it. But what what do you mean? Like, what did that mean? Like, because he is the Triforce, he is the winner? Is this something I need to be mm. looking for in all of the individual photos in the future? I think so. I think the people who have the symbols emblazoned on them, either by the divine being or, like, tattoo... Uh, might point towards the winner, you know, and I don't know if the editors put that in post or something. Maybe that's something that the photographer did in post, knowing that you was going to be the winner and being like, well, we got to draw a lot of attention to his brain. Let's draw a giant arrow up to his head. I think that's another way you can look at it. Or maybe that's what it is. They highlight the trait that yeah. that winner <laughs> like uh, most uses. Oh, that- so if it's muscles, right? If it's strength, they like put them on the muscles. Yeah, that makes sense. Like Chris Underwood was just a giant arrow pointing to his, his lower region. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, right above. Like, like, someone please Photoshop down. that. Just a giant <laughs> down arrow instead of Chris Underwood's top half of his body. Like, that's how you know he won. Yeah, but yeah, that would be fun. I mean, that's a, that's a people look at the edit for like the winners edit, but people should be looking at like the winners Photoshop edit. You know, like what are yeah. what are they doing with those those press materials? But yeah, I the Yule, and we talked about Yule a bit. I think that yeah, Leon and I were on the podcast with Taryn and, and Rob preseason, and something that I had not remembered in sort of investigating a bit of Yule highlights before going into the season was something that he expressed in this episode, which is how much of his game, despite like the Godfather moniker was so surprisingly driven by loyalty and honesty Mm -hmm. and it's not you know obviously in like the coaching way of like these are the edicts by which i will rule and everyone must rule under me using the same you know uh commandments it's just like he's a very nice guy and he said yes to a lot of stuff and he felt genuinely difficult stabbing people in the back and this this was actually one of the first times i think that he had to actually stab someone in the back yeah, it was just like, oh yeah, Yule's just like really loyal and he just has a bunch of friends. 
And then he feels bad and he gets ulcers or tummy aches or whatever when he has to turn on his friends. Like, that was what I learned. If I had just watched this episode, like, that's what I would have known about Yule was that, okay, well, he's, you know, clearly, like, very intelligent guy that comes across. But, yeah, he's just like, he even says it. I'm just a really loyal person and I don't want to have to betray people. But when you do have all of these relationships, you end up having to do so. And like, that was about it. Like the cowboy, like his plan, plan voodoo is a fantastic Mm -hmm, plan. mm -hmm. Right. And you didn't think of that. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like that's cowboy there. I mean, obviously you wouldn't need to because you know, he knew he had the idol. Uh, But yeah, that was really interesting. Just Yule's just like a friendly guy. And that's one of the big things as well is that, you know, obviously uh, we get into like the one of the true game changers. that I feel like people let me not sarcastically, but like people legitimately speak about it like, well, if you had to cast a season called Survivor Game Changers, why did you not include Cowboy, who, like you said, has a bit of a costume like facade in terms of his personality? But he was the original person to come up with what is a very commonplace strategy nowadays of splitting the vote. And it's much harder to split the votes back in those days, right? Because they were operating under super idle principles of you don't need to you don't need to actually play it. It just automatically gets played if you get the most amount of votes. And so Cowboy came up with this pretty genius idea of, hey, if we split the votes, then either we flush the idol from the game if it, if Penner does indeed have it, or if not, we get rid of him on a revote. And he really was like seasons ahead of his time, really. I guess the, they did it next season on Fiji. They tried to. Uh, Alex kind of s- screwed the plan up with, with the Mookie of it all, purposely so. But it's crazy that like a modern tenet of a survivor nowadays was started by this kooky character. Yeah, I need to put way more respect on Cowboy's name. Because, and, I, and that's the thing, is that I in the exact same way. It was like, oh yeah, like I knew the cowboy had come up with this plan, but I think I, and I was trying to think of the reasons why, which I have a theory. Like I also kind of didn't take it seriously. Like it's like, yeah, he came up with it, but like, well, they didn't actually do it. You know, mm-hmm. like no one really listened to it, but it's like, that doesn't actually discount the plan. Like it just so happens that Yule was almost kind of just a little bit outplaying him potentially. Right. Like cowboy just had too much trust in Yule, but cowboy, the reason why, okay, wait, 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 blah, blah, blah. Okay, the whole reason why I think this wasn't taken seriously is one, because like you said, he's a kooky character. He's a shaman. But two, he comes up with the plan in a dream. Oh my God. Like, that doesn't exactly like bode well. Cause I mean, I know the dreams I've had and I would not. <laughs> right. Take I don't think anyone's seriously. using their dream journal as the Bible the way that Cowboy right. is. Exactly. He also names it Plan Voodoo and it doesn't actually happen and he gets voted out. Like, I think that's why probably Mm. throughout the history of Survivor, why it's maybe not respected as much as I think it should be. Because as soon as like I kind of put all the things together, I was like the freaking genius, man. Like, that's amazing. It it did happen under some very bizarre circumstances and of course wasn't actually carried out. But uh, but yeah, so I think ultimately what I learned from this was that I need to respect Cowboy more, even if he is a crazy person. I guess my question is, I wonder what a big what up, what up or what if, what what up question. What up? What up? Uh, the, the what if question would be, you know, either if Yule didn't have the idol or if Yule was indeed did, but was like mistrusting in Jonathan, would he mm-hmm. have went through with plan voodoo? Which would have been a very interesting scenario because, again, like there was, I remember uh, a pretty big storyline in the first couple of episodes when they were still 
Puka, the Asian American tribe, around like cowboy sort of uh, ostracizing himself and sort of being on the outside. And I remember when they divided into Aitu and Raro, Yule was sort of like one of the links between cowboy and the rest of the tribe. He was actually a pretty formative vote to bring in during the uh, widely known Cecilia Mancilia boot. And yes, that is a name of a person who played on Survivor, not the name of a children's television show character. Uh, but, you know, it, it seemed like he was a key tenant in, in Cowboy's game at the moment to the point where, you you know, it seems like Yule's one of the first pr- people that Cowboy comes to with this plan. And so if he swings over and votes out Jonathan Penner, I feel like that seismically changes so, so much about Survivor Cook Islands as a result. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. I think I, I understand Yule's decision of why he went forward with what he did, because essentially it was only Penner and Yule, right, that had gone to... Mm-hmm. Uh, extinction uh, no, or whatever. Um, C- Candace went like during the oh, during Candace the swap, but the way that that cowboy put it was basically like Jonathan had gone twice at that point, so he figured mm-hmm. Jonathan had the best chance of getting it because he had twice as many opportunities. Little did he know that Yule w- spent one day there and dug up that idol in record time. Right, but even if so, even if it had been Candace, Jonathan, and Yule had been the three, like if you split the votes between the two of them, the idol is one hundred percent coming out. Otherwise, by default, Yule is the person who has to have it. Mm. So then, of course, Cowboy would be suspicious. Like, oh, why didn't you tell me? You know, if if he was under the guise that they were close. So yes, I get the logic now, and that totally makes sense. Good for Yule, smart play, even though it gave him an ulcer. But if, you know, one or two things had gone differently, this really could have been who knows the run Cowboy could have had. Who knows how many more dreams he could have had? Who knows what modern strategy could have been developed all the way as early as Cook Island? Exactly. Well, here's the thing is like if we're thinking about the sliding doors of it all. So Cowboy doesn't get voted off. Jonathan Penner does. The next vote, you know, is is when Flicka gets voted off. I guess the question is, is Flicka on the outs? You know, if Yule and Becky work with Cowboy, do they have the numbers? And in that case, does Candace go? And then if that happens, then the mutiny happens afterwards. Does anybody mutiny? And if so, mm-hmm. like, who the hell knows how the rest of the season goes, right? Because that was like such a clear and cut narrative for those four people to stick together. I know that until then, Ozzy was pretty on the outside looking in of the I2 of it all. So really the entire season could change if Plan Voodoo ends up becoming a complete success here. Who the hell knows? Cowboy could be the winner of Survivor Cook Island and show back up on Winners at War. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say that. Who would have known? Like, then he gets to come back, you know, take care of more headaches for people, come up with some new crazy, like, but actually super important and useful strategies. What a world we could be living in where Cowboy is the the winner from the Winners at War. No, I I don't know. Maybe he'd even be confused by, like, all this, the vote steals and the extra votes and the idle nullifiers. Like, maybe the advantages would even confuse him. What would Cowboy say about, of course, the currency, the added layer of yeah. duplicity with the fire <laughs> oh, tokens? Like, what would be the phrase? Because well, we're not going to get added layer of duplicity. Well, it's, well, Cowboy's dream, though, involved credit, right? So, like, he would wonder, like, why is there not a line of credit instead of actual currency? <laughs> okay, that was the other thing, too, that I 100% did not remember. Like, I just remembered that he had he had the dream and he, like, came up with the plan. And so, like, we had this with them. But... I, the way he got oh, no, there it's, with the to- shaman lady with the credit card application. It's totally like, Jeff Goldblum what? character in that one episode of South Park, right? Like, okay, yeah. we got, uh, I think his, so I believe his dream like verbatim was that some people came into a village and started kidnapping people, wrapping them into a rope and then becoming mm-hmm. invisible. Uh, a shaman lady came up to him with a bunch of credit card applications 
and Mm -hmm. she told him that he needs like three of this and three of that i guess he means like to put the money on different credit cards like when you're like 18 and you go into a diner and you do that to really annoy the staff and that gave him the idea somehow to split the vote I mean, you know, diversify your assets, diversify your credit. If you're building up your credit report, (laughs) I get that. So maybe that's what she was going for. And then, yeah, that because there's no currency at the moment Mm. in Survivor, she decided, oh, it must be votes because votes are the only currency. But if he had had this dream in modern day Survivor with the fire token, (laughs) who knows what could have happened? I I mean, I'll put in a bold prediction. I think if Cowboy keeps having these dreams and he wins Survivor, I think he's running Survivor by season 40. I think this is his show. What, like he takes over for Jeff or just like he's like a big deal? No, he's been able to push everybody out and now he's the host and executive producer and all of his dreamy whims are thrown into the game at a moment's notice. (laughs) Okay, I'm just trying to imagine what that would look like. So what is Ghost Island? It's like a credit card island. (laughs) Credit card Shaman lady. (laughs) Or... Or yeah, especially with the rope, the invisible rope, mm-hmm. like where they turn invisible. Like, is that a challenge? Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna ask more like, like uh, Kierhofer. Got to put it, get all the budget towards the invisible rope for the next challenge. It's essential, guys. This is really important. <laughs> the flying around budget. I think you know. What do you get? Like the like what they do in theater where mm-hmm. they have the, the straps. You know. Yeah, I think they could set up like a flying stuff. rig at Tribal Council where Cowboy instead of stuffing the torch like picks them up and they fly away together. Oh, or maybe that's how he gets the votes to, you know, during the finale. Flies <laughs> yeah. away. I'll see you back in LA. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it could have gone if only Cowboy was in charge. Oh my god. Okay, now I know Dalton has been petitioning for a long time for Jeff, like doing the whole uh, Odyssey to get the vote earned, you know, needs to come back. I think if only to have. Jeff Probst be like, Probst away! And then they like, I don't know, they'll CGI him like blasting off into the sky. I'm imagining, okay, so I'm imagining him being like pulled up by cables, but of course he can't go all the way. So yes, then to your point, they add in later the flame effect and like his torso from like the waist down is just like flames. And then he somehow has to land in LA. So, you know, like it's getting rockets to land is challenging, right? So so how does he do that? Does he like kind of like a balloon that's running out of air? Just like, I think he, I think much like a rocket that you're sort of attributing to, I think he ejects the top half of himself and it lands with a parachute on the, on the top of the studio. That's so weird, but then where are his legs? Does he reattach them? Yeah, or they, then they pop oh, out okay. of his bottom. They grow out and see, like, he grunts as he exerts his legs to pop out of his, his body. Well, you know, if they do end up doing some sort of survivor in the United States, like, if you don't have the travel costs, maybe they can afford the animation costs uh, for when this obviously, in its entirety, Exactly yeah, as we exactly. have talked about. Be gets implemented. Be, when Jeff's lower half turns into flames and he blasts mm-hmm. off from wherever they're playing and then lands, only half of him lands on the top of the studio and he pushes <laughs> out the lower half of his body. But the thing is with his legs is that they, they sort of like are new body parts that they sort of like mature back into his normal self. So they start his little baby legs as he sort of toddles <laughs> off and then they get bigger as he makes his way into the studio. Like Groot. Like, yeah, exactly. like starts his baby Groot. He's got baby Jeff legs. Baby Jeff. That's, that's 
that's not weird at all. <laughs> no. I did imagine as he flew away that he was like raining immunity idols or like raining fire tokens. That's dangerous if they're raining. I mean, I guess the fire tokens are wooden, but that still feels like like dropping a penny off the Empire State Building. Well, you know, I mean, it's like he's still pretty low to the ground, I think, early on until he like spirals up into the atmosphere. But I don't know. Do you think Jeff Probst would go like out of orbit or do you think he would like stay, you know, like yeah. airplane level? Well, I guess of, that's uh, the question altitude. of like, what are the rules of airspace, right? Like, don't if you violate oh, a certain yeah. altitude, I do believe that like you get caught. Or, Can't drones? What like how do fly? How high do drones fly? Yeah, I don't know how far how high they get in the atmosphere. Maybe that's the level that maybe Jeff can work a drone. Level. Maybe Jeff should be instead of the drones filming, they could get Jeff and his rocket body to film <laughs> the seeds on his downtime. Okay, well, as long as he doesn't go high, higher than four hundred feet or one hundred and twenty-one meters, then I think he'll be okay. Okay, <laughs> so they'll have they'll have a limit there. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> Let's get into. I don't know. Well, no, this is a perfect segue because I have. Leon, I have so much nonsense for you right now, because suffice it to say, uh, Survivor Cook Islands is a name that is full of many, many different nicknames. Uh, we have the aforementioned Cowboy. Uh, we have Flicka. We have Becky. We have Nate. We have Ozzy. I realize that some of these things are not like the other, but if you look on the Cook Islands Wikipedia page, there's a lot of like those names in parentheses, right? And then what next season is when we'll get like Rocky and Boo and Dream. So this is like the era of nicknames. And it goes along really nicely with uh, something I was sent by a listener by the name of Reese, which are a series of anagrams. Uh, and not just for Survivor Cook Islands, Liana. I have some anagrams for contestants from Survivor Cook Island, as well as all the seasons we have talked about in the past here on our Rewind podcast, Survivor Borneo, Australia, Marquesas, Samon del Sur, and China as well. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so is this for their nicknames specifically? No. So I, or is I, <laughs> I, I will tell you, I avoided anyone who has a nickname. Uh, okay. just, just to make sure that you're not like, uh, this is Nathan Gonzalez, not Nate Gonzalez. I did not want to play too many Samantha semantics, but since there's only the two of us, uh, here, we're only family. I, it's going to be, you know, pretty straightforward. I'm going to read an anagram and I'll, I'll tell you like when we're shifting seasons. So we're going to start in Cook Islands. If you want to get a cast list in front of you to make things easier and you are going to figure out who the player is who uh, fits that anagram. And I do have some alternate anagrams that might be able to help you as well if you get stuck for any particular reason. Okay, well, hopefully I'll be able to blast on out of here with the right answer, just like Jeff Probst. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Oh, actually, speaking of the quotation marks, the, like, nicknames, mm -hmm. um, I did, I, like, skimmed, when, you know, when it was first, like, oh, okay, we're going to do Cook Islands, uh, playing Voodoo. I went to the, I did go to the Wikipedia page, and it was like, Nate is kidnapped <laughs> and so now i just like using kidnapped well i love that i love that i love the vernacular for that to the point where flick is like what do you mean kidnap because again if had you not <laughs> seen the show before or remember like this choice has happened a couple of times but really to varying degrees if jeff probe sat you down and said you're going to kidnap someone from the other tribe that has such i don't know voracious circumstances that you you draw a lot of conclusions in your head Right. I mean, before you start learning the vernacular of Survivor, some of the things like, oh, like, wait, I'm sorry, what? Like, what are we doing here? Like, oh, OK, you're not actually kidnapping them. Yeah, just borrowing. Ozzie, them get bit. the bag. We're going to put it over his head. 
Exactly. <laughs> Get the uh, what's um chloroform. Get mm-hmm. the chloroform. But the team. fun thing would be is that you just bring him over to the bench on the other side, right? Like you're not bringing him anywhere. You're just bringing him over to the other side of the tribal council to eat some some a- lamb. Yeah. Well, and you're feeding him, yeah. <laughs> which, which is a oh, very like. Uh, good thing Adam, well, you know, wasn't taking. He's like, oh no, it's okay. Like, uh, I don't, I don't even, I don't even like lamb. Oh my god, Adam Gentry. So I have so many thoughts about him. So so many <laughs> thoughts. But l- let's get into this because who knows? Maybe maybe Adam will show up here. So as an example, mm-hmm. actually, uh, speaking of the kidnapping in Nate Gonzalez, if you were to anagram Nate Gonzalez, you could get age ant nozzle. <laughs> so just a nice little sample of anagrams that we're coming up with, and there are a lot. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here is your first one. Antenna Rep John. <laughs> Antenna Rep John? Mm-hmm. Antenna. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a crazy person because I want to keep repeating it so I don't forget it. <laughs> you want to hear? An- Do you want to hear another one? Yeah, let me hear another one. Japan Hen Rent On. Oh, oh, uh, Liana, 69. Yep, go ahead. Only contestant, Liana. Jenny Guzambe. No. What? I saw the J. Wait, read again. <laughs> oh, no. This is going to be real rough. We have antenna rep John. Japan hen rent on. Oh, read- no. There's two. Like, it's just started merging. Into, like, I'll read you another thing. one for fun. Just read one singular one at okay. a time. Earn nap 10, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it Jonathan Penner? Yes, it's Jonathan Penner. <laughs> Earn nap ten, John. <laughs> if someone were to ever skip ahead in one of our podcasts to the anagram part, they'll think that like, we've both had strokes and are just yes. mimicking back to each other. <laughs> exactly. Let uh, me just put together a yeah, re- like Jonathan, assortment of words. <laughs> Jonathan Penner, of course. Ooh. Another fun anagram uh, we found: jar nap, then neon. Ugh, we all know that. All right, here's your next one. Coco Dick Cowend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, 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 Liana, 69. Candace. Mm, What's her last name? Woodcock. That's correct. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Candace also anagrams to, of course, Coco Cock Winded. Oh, Uh, yeah. and And of course, Acid Doc Once Cow. Oh, which wow. is a fun like news headline <laughs> coming up next <laughs> the only leather dock you'll ever meet the, that was once a cow oh my gosh okay Whew. all right <clears throat> next one <clears throat> oral donkeys no 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 or perhaps <laughs> aroused lanky <laughs> okay oral donkeys <laughs> Of course. Uh, okay, Liana, I'm going to go with Sundra Oakley. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's some really fun ones here uh, besides those two. Could you believe it? A Naked Sourly. Uh, mm-hmm. Koala Dies Urn. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Anal Dorky Use. 
<laughs> so you know how Mike in your uh, tattoo, and I don't want to spoil anything, but one of the options was the talking llama. Is that the same as an oral donkey or no? Mm. Well, it, I guess if it makes noises, I guess it is oral. And donkeys, I don't know how closely they're related to llamas. I'm assuming they're going to the family reunion. <laughs> that reminds me of when you take a phrase, you put it in Google Translate, and then you take that phrase and put it into Google mm-hmm, Translate mm-hmm. again, like through a bunch of different languages, and you end up back like in English. That like that reminds me of. The also, I'm having my oral donkeys. Well, I'm trying to make it. I, have, I feel like I'm either experiencing deja vu or maybe I had this on my own dream where we're like, we had a conversation on a and b where we talked about how animals are separated into two legs or four legs. Or maybe I'm just thinking of Animal Farm. <laughs> Did we talk about that? I feel like we might have of like, I guess they're part of their same part of this same related, right? They have four legs. <laughs> well, what like? I mean, of course, I don't we get know, into like Leon. a million of bizarre conversations. But I'm even trying to think of like what the context of that would be. Like, what were we even? What was the argument? Like, I, animals either have two legs or four legs, except for all the animals that have like like bu- are bugs animals. Bugs are animals, right? I think bugs are animals, right? And they have their their own. They have their own family tree. Yeah, although you know the animal and meat quiz, I don't think that bugs were one of the options. So mm. they might argue with that's you. a shame. Before we move on to more fun and games, we're going to take a quick break to listen to a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back, so let's keep on keeping on. Uh, all right, let's move away from the anal dower keys or whatever mm-hmm. it was into this next one. Avatar bird. <laughs> Avatar bird bird avatar bird oh um uh liana um mm-hmm. is it brad ba- brad verada verada yes, yes yes brad verada is correct yes. who knew that the birds that frequented the world of pandora in the movie avatar were all played by brad verada it was right there the whole time it's right there in front of us people just like the the triforce illuminati <laughs> triangle Ooh, the illuminati <laughs> he's a illuminati <laughs> oh maybe oh we we did like five months after the fact we could have came up with a, fa- a name for all the yule fans the yulemanati so close Just- also well to be fair if yule ever wanted to start a cult like he would be really good at it i oh, think completely i think everyone would be swayed by it and like he just uh, yeah. seems to be his, i mean it seems like though he'd be extremely guilted to do so considering his reaction to this episode yeah right like if that guilt you yule i don't think a cult is for you uh, some other anagrams for Brad: drab via art, mm. uh, and bar diva rat. <laughs> what a bar diva rat! All right, Liana, we are moving over to oh, Survivor man. China. We're moving backwards in time here. So these are these next one are going to be from uh, some contestants from Survivor China. Okay. 
I, Naked Mammal. That sounds like the start of a legal document. <laughs> I, Naked Mammal. I, Naked Mammal. Do like solemnly an oath. swear. Yeah, exactly. An oath that someone's going to take. <laughs> uh, okay. I, Naked Mammal. Oh my gosh. Wait, Liana, is it Amanda Kimmel? Yes. <laughs> I think that was my favorite one that Reese gave us because it's so on the nose about Amanda Kimmel. <laughs> That's really funny. That is incredibly appropriate. All right. Here's another one. Yes, Lord. Heal. Ah, yes, Lord. Heal. Yes, Lord. Oh, uh, uh, Liana. Sharia, Lord. Sharia Lloyd, Lloyd, but Lloyd yes. yes. Lord, yeah, I just like I'm still like mixing the anagram names. The real names. <laughs> They're just merging into one. And yeah. then also anagrams to hell, so ready. Oh, hell, so ready. Yeah, she's got a badass so, name. You could put anagram. together a full sentence. I naked mammal, the bar diva rat. Uh <laughs> do marry bar diva rat in front of all these oral donkeys. <laughs> To Coco Cockwinded. <laughs> you cannot keep you Coco Cockwinded. As long as Japan hand rent on. <laughs> All right. Here's another one from China. You sneer, Caddy. You sneer. Okay. So the you, you, wait, you or you? you. <laughs> oh my God. What? <laughs> Y-O-U or like the letter yeah. U? Oh, yes, Y-O-U. Sorry, I didn't understand the inflections of the way you were saying you. <laughs> what? Why you literally went, you, you or you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. That does, I was like, oh, yeah, it's just because you can't see me right now. Like, you can see my face. You know it's not what a I'm visual just, thing. Yeah, I know. I, I did realize that. Because I was like, if you could see it written down, which translated into visual, which translated mm, into mm, if Mike mm, could mm, see mm. me. Um, okay, wait, Liana, is it Courtney Yates? It is. Okay. Uh, and another fun little anagram for her is You Stay Center. You Stay Center. Uh, at the You Stay Center. Oh, it's like the YMCA. Yeah. You Actually, the You Stay Center could be a new name for hotels. I guess I feel like it's snappy. Yeah. Should we call the should we rename the PNP the You Stay Center? <laughs> yes, let's rename the BNB. Now wait, is it you or you? You. <laughs> is it you or you? The RHAP You Stay Center. So the RHAP You Stay <laughs> <laughs> What are we doing? I'm doing YSC. Yes. Oh, you're trying to like so like are the rehabs? Yeah, are the RHAP like B like the letter B like and B? Mm. It's the the U stay center. We have to make an acronym. So it's the the RHAP yes. <laughs> that really doesn't roll off the tongue yeah. in the same R-H-A-P, way. RHAP yes. Uh, well, this segues perfectly into uh, this is not uh, uh, this is not a, a I'll just give this one as a freebie because this is probably my favorite one. James Clement anagrams to calm semen jet. We gotta clean out the uh, the hot tubs, I think. Yeah, which is another name, I believe, for uh, when Jeff Probst does take off like a rocket after Final Travel Counts. What? <laughs> what his new nickname is. What was it? Calm Seaman Jet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Let's move on to San Juan. Let's hop at the calm seaman jet and go from right. the wilds of China to Central America here. Here we go. A tree on an island. 
Oh, that's a nice one compared to all the other ones we've had. A tree. Oh, don't worry. It's a pre-visit. Pre oh, man. All right. A tree on an island. So, a tree. <laughs> it is on an island now. What I'm hearing is that there's this tree. <laughs> and it's on this island. There's no narrative like to these, by the way. <laughs> and that will help me understand. Uh, uh, okay, wait. Tree on an il islands, plural? Nope, just just one island. Oh man. Okay, wait. Can I hear another what? one? What? <laughs> uh, I, that's the only one. Oh no. Okay. A Wait, we're doing San Juan del Sur, right? Yes. Yep. Okay, so I am looking at a list of people, and I'm trying to like rule people out because apparently I'm an idiot because there's so many whys. I'm, I'm looking for someone that doesn't have a why. I feel like everybody's name has a why. Okay, wait, it's not Natalie Anderson, right? It is. Wait, a tree on an oh God. island. Oh my has God, has an it. <laughs> Unless you mean. Island. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was like, why is she saying maybe, islands? That maybe, makes no difference. Maybe I, maybe I did have a stroke. <laughs> it's like, okay, so island is definitely spelled I L A N D. <laughs> yep, I land. Yes, I land. Like when I when I'm Jeff Probst, I land on top of the CBS studio with my baby legs, yes. toddle over to the voting podium. <laughs> A naked mammal. Oh boy! Okay. All right, here here's another fun one. Mm -hmm. uh, say my penis. Nope. <laughs> no, thank you. I think, I think I'm just gonna go ahead and avoid saying that. <laughs> this is not an order. It's just a name. <laughs> Uh okay, wait, is it is it Missy? Yeah, Missy oh Payne anagrams to say my penis. My penis. I, poor Missy. <laughs> poor Missy. So many reasons. Poor Missy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank goodness. Our, you know what? Because we did remember we did like the anagrams of our names, and of course, mm -hmm. you know, they're silly and funny, but I don't think ours were anywhere nearly that yeah. bad. Yeah, it's not bad as say my penis or as calm semen jet. jet. Yeah, that's <laughs> Like mop mop. What do you mop? I mop like meat boy. Like That's my Twitter handle. <laughs> at mop like you can follow me at mop like meat boy. All right, here's another one from Sam Wondelsor. We knew they troll. Oh, we've been knew they troll. Exactly. Uh, they troll. Okay. Uh, is it is it Baylor? No, it is not Baylor Wilson. We what was it? We knew they troll, or. Well, they network. Well, they network. Is it one of the Wentworths? Yes. <laughs> Is it Dale Wentworth? Liana, there's Is not a Kelly D Wentworth? in the words. <laughs> okay, we you had a island. Island. <laughs> as as we all know, the silent D in well they network. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, come on. Get it together. But yes, it is Kelly Wentworth. I found it funny with Well They Network, considering, like, remember her big her big thing in Sam Sir was, like, how out there she was on social media and how that mm -hmm. led to her sort of being on Cambodia and blazing a trail. <laughs> yes, much like the semen jet. 
God, just don't get in that trail. Uh, all right, let's move to the Marquesa here. Okay. I vote creepy way. <laughs> I vote creepy way. Yes. Is it Vesepia? Yes. Oh, yes. It well, also, I'm her, name, her name also anagrams to I overreact weepy. Aw. <laughs> Does that mean that she overreacts and then gets weepy or her overreaction is being weepy? Or she's talking to someone named weepy and tells them about how much she overreacts. Right. Like, uh, yeah, I overreact, comma, weepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So stop crying. I'm just weepy. overreacting. I didn't mean to make you cry, weepy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's your next one. A screwing. A screwing. There's a W up in there. Good. So good on me. And that's a rare, the rare letter is what I hear. So we're going to just segue into Wheel of Fortune. Wait, what was it again? A screwing. A screwing. Oh, Gina. Gina Cruz. Yeah. Okay. We've got that W up in there. All right. Here's your next one. Try it, lame men. No. So again, try it layman, like you're ta- or is it layman? It's like lame men. Like if Reem Daly was talking to a, a gaggle of guys. <laughs> okay. Uh is it Tammy? Yes, Tammy Leitner. Try it, lame men. Try it, lame men. Dude. I like, I like this idea of her sort of being like an irascible, I don't know, like Costco employee handing out free samples to everybody, but like negging them in the process. You know what? I never thought about that. As like a strategy to get people to take free samples. I mean, usually it's not a problem to get people to take free samples. Uh, but yeah, maybe like, well, you wouldn't even want that. Whatever. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you're so ugly. You don't deserve this cheese. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that would work. <laughs> Only eights and above can have this yeah. snack bar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Step away from here. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I think. Yeah, we should never do that. As yeah, I think our one day as Costco employees is really going to work to that regard. Yeah, well, that's okay. We have a job at the U Stay Center or the RHEP. Yes. So we're good. Yeah, we're continually cleaning up after that damn calm semen jet flies above. You know, it's a tough job. Somebody's got to do it. Apparently, or fly it. Mm. All right, we're moving into the Australian outback here. Sly Hyena Harmer. Sly hyena armor. What? <laughs> Sly hyena armor or yearn me harshly. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh yes, Miss Marilyn Hershey herself. <laughs> Absolutely. She takes out her teeth to harm those hyenas in a sly way. <laughs> it's like gotta look for all those H's. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's your next one. So con blonde lady. So con. So con? So con blonde lady. Is this a blonde lady that we're talking about? I, I don't know if their name anagrams to blonde so, lady. So, so con blonde lady. 
First of all, I would never have gotten like I am looking at a list of names and I'm still struggling. Like maybe I'm just Well, you did think that network had a D in it. Yeah, well, you know, an island didn't have an S in it. (gasps) SoCon Blonde Lady. Mm Mm-hmm. S-O-C-O-N. Mm-hmm. SoCon. How now, brown cow? Cow, Coco Dick, whatever it was. <laughs> what was it? Oh, uh, Coco Dick Callan, that sort of like. Uh, I have no idea. This is your runner up, Colby Donaldson. Oh my God. Why? I was like, okay, yes. Well, you know, there's two D's in there, so. I don't know what that means. But yeah, I like this idea that, I don't know, maybe this is Colby's conscience telling him, like, don't take Tina to the end. So con blonde lady. Take Keith. Oh, like he's being conned, like so Mm. conned by a blonde lady. Exactly. Ah, interesting. Next Aussie. Win's so neat. Win so neat. Wins so neat. Wins. Ah, see, there's that extra S, so it's island. Wins so <laughs> Natalie Anderson. Uh oh, is it Tina? Tina Wesson. Yeah, that's a fun little how'd you do? Yeah, that's a fun one. I feel like that could be a saying. Wins so neat. Oh yeah, we're just, you know, we're we we went to the arcade, win so neat. Mm, I think you had understand? Monica Culpepper run blood versus water, then really would have come full circle. It's a neat lady running so neat. Yeah, win so neatly. She wins so neatly. All right, we're going back to Borneo for our final little batch here. Salty claim scent. Okay, this is incredibly stressful. Salty, (laughs) salty claim scent. Mm Hmm. Salty. Think about what it means. (laughs) Oh yeah. I genuinely mean this. Think about what it means. Is it Stacy Stillman? It is. (laughs) I figured that made more context than my little ass can, which is another anagram of her. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what that means. Which I believe that was um, that was that toy line, right? My little ass can. My little. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. I think uh, I had one. Um, I think I maybe got a hand me down from my sister. <laughs> yeah, and it came with that brush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You could get the whole set. They were in different colors. Yeah, no, I remember. And there's a bunch of there's a, this weird set of uh, community of people that uh, guys that have like really come around. They're the cannies. They're like really strangely into my little ass can. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's supposed to be for children, but then there's all these adults <laughs> that are into it. I don't really get it, but you know, guess what they name like ass can. <laughs> 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 all right, here's your next one. Boy crushed. <laughs> Boy crushed. Boy. <laughs> is it rudy oh yes <laughs> uh the late great Aww. rudy bosch and i'm sure he would be so dispirited to know that his name anagram to boy crushed oh uh, well you know it's, uh, it's something for us to enjoy and finally liana we have finally ended this journey here with our final anagram <laughs> dry crotch gene <laughs> dry crotch jean mm-hmm. okay so wait jean like with the j j g e n e g e o is it is like it, i got 23 and me 
and I got the tri crotch gene. Uh, you should see a doctor. Is it Gretchen Cordy? Yes, yes it is. In line with our B&B theming, Gretchen Cordy's name anagrams to dry crotch gene. You know, it's funny because when you're like, all right, last one, I was like, it'd be funny if it was Gretchen. And then sure enough, except Liana couldn't spell for a brief second and so I thought it would be with a J, but we figured oh, it out. Oh, my goodness. Well, this was a delight. I had, to, I had such a great time with this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even, if you took, okay, so if you were to take all of the words that I've said for what, the past like 20 minutes or so, and just mm -hmm. do a word cloud of those words, <laughs> I would be terrified because I'm pretty sure well, ass or semen is the biggest. Yeah, or my or penis. Is a phrase <laughs> is one of the biggest spaces in that word cloud. Oh, like, yeah. So I think we've come up with some new nicknames for these contestants that they might not want. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, you know what? I learned a thing. I think obviously I'm going to need to relearn all the names of the Survivor contestants. We, oh, no. You know what we should do? Okay. Here's what we'll do we'll go to the Wikipedia pages and we'll start putting in more little uh, nicknames. Nick putting nicknames. those <laughs> quotation marks. <laughs> uh, Missy, say my penis. <laughs> That's right. We got some, we got some editing to do. All right, let's get on it, B&B Army. B&B <laughs> Brigade. All none of you. All right, yeah. Mike, let's continue mm -hmm. the silliness train. And let's okay. do some Mad Libs. So, so, inspired by Cowboy's dream that he had during this episode, I have written some survivor-based dreams. So, we have two of them here, and what we'll do is we'll go through, we'll fill in all the Mad Libs, and then we will find out what these survivor dreams are. Now, they're written in the first person, so if you'd like to pretend that they're your dreams, you're welcome mm -hmm. to. If you'd like to distance yourself from not only the Mad Libs, but this podcast after we read them, <laughs> That's also fine. No regrets. I that's a decision I should have made three years ago, but I did not. Yeah. Before we before we get into that, have there been any notable dreams that you have had as of late? Since we're just sort of deviating into any old conversation nowadays on this podcast. Oh my gosh. Um. I mean, yeah, I do have a lot of weird dreams. The problem is, is that I usually don't remember them. Um. But I have a lot. It's a lot of non sequiturs. So it's like I'll be mm. in an RV traveling with my work companion, like friends. You know know my co-workers if you will and then all of a sudden like you know it, it could be turn into a submarine and then now we're in the water but instead of my co-workers now it's my family and then we're having a fight about hot dogs and you know so it's like a lot of just really a lot of nonsense mishmash together which i think will come out in these dreams as well in terms of the way that i wrote them but, but so, so not a lot of exactly just a lot of weirdness uh but what about you do you have any weird dreams you want to share well, there was actually one that I uh, illuminated with you very recently. So, you know, Li uh, Liana and myself were part of a very fun stream on PG's Twitch last weekend where we played a game of Secret <laughs> Hans, uh, Secret Hitler offshoot, mm -hmm. basically. And we played so much of it, including afterwards, that, and we were up very late, that when I say up late especially, uh, I, I just, like, I get, in, I get into a very heavy sleep and my dreams get real weird. And one of my dreams was that I was playing Secret Hitler with my one-year-old son uh, to the point where I, like, had remembered drips and drabs of it, but it didn't really come into full sense memory until I woke up and Angela told me that apparently I talked in my sleep and I kept, like, 
calling for him. So I guess I really got into it with Asher. I don't know if I thought he was lying to me or something, but that's probably the most notable recent dream that I've had. I love this because I can imagine Angela being like either, oh my gosh, he like misses our son. He loves our son. He's like concerned for our son. And then come to find out, no, <laughs> Mike is playing a game of Secret H with his son. Yeah. Like, not no. care. I mean, you I know, mean, listen, like she's, she's used to my sleep talking to certain points. It's not as bad as probably the worst instance I had of sleep talking was in the middle of the night. I want to say it was like maybe a year or two ago. We were sleeping soundly and apparently I just yelled Reggie and just like screamed it at the top of my lungs. I like made the dog go crazy. And then I just like she was like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, it's uh, Wolverine. And then went back to bed. What? Yeah, I guess I was yelling at a man named Reggie who I thought was Wolverine. I don't want to be on like the anti-mutant side of things, uh, but apparently I was in this dream. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I don't this is not a dream, but this is a story. Okay. So one time, okay, one time I was with one of my friends in college and um, okay, we were uh, <laughs> on <laughs> we were not sober mm-hmm. and um and so we went to this ballroom dance competition but it was like in so we had this one hall where you could just like it was just a bunch of couches so they would like push the couches back and then have like ballroom competitions like on the floor so it was really cool so it wasn't like a stadium or anything like that but there was this guy who he had on these like overalls but with those you know the glow rings like glow sticks but they're like the the thin mm, ones mm-hmm. that you can bend and you can make into like bracelets and stuff he had one on his like chest kind of like in the pocket of his overalls and then there was another guy who had that like wolverine jacket Uh and so my friend ran up to a mutual friend of ours and said iron man and wolverine are both in this room right now then hopped over a couch and ran out of the room (laughs) was he like afraid they were gonna start fighting and he didn't want to be around for that (laughs) i I have no no Wait, can I also say that did you pre-game like a fashion show? Is that what you're alluding to? We we were very stoked. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and we were like gonna go watch the ballroom. The ballroom dance. Which I I like do not like I don't like smoke, like smoking. Like that's yeah. like that's not really my thing. Like if you want to do that, that's cool. But it's like that's like not for me. Um and this is like one of the few times that I've done it because normally I just get super paranoid. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so yes, and that's what I remember. And it was a very odd. Experience. I can imagine that it must be like interesting to take in like just movement when you're in that state. Yes. I mean, let alone not even the ballroom. I'm talking about like the fight between two Avengers that's going on I in your mean- in your college. Yeah, I mean, that usually would have been more dangerous to the uh, infrastructure and people around. <laughs> like, there's always a lot of damage that's done. Um, but otherwise, yes, that could have been very yeah, What if one of them was Wolverine or Iron Man? They'd be like, oh, my God, he's here, too. I, I gotta <laughs> take this clear, keep my cover. Like, how do they know? <laughs> David, I should have kept <laughs> the glow ring in my pocket. If only, yeah, that's what it was. It's just like one of those glow rings. It's like half covered. Like it didn't look convincing at all. And the other guy's probably just wearing a leather jacket. Like I don't really <laughs> yeah, remember what it the looked guy like. Did, sure. The other guy just wore a jacket that kind of looked like Wolverine. <laughs> right, and it's not like like Wolverine has extremely distinctive hairstyle yeah, and, and like other features. <laughs> sure had nothing to do with that. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm going for in Halloween this year. College campus Wolverine. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, maybe college campus Wolverine will make appearance oh, God. in these dreams. Uh, but let's get into this. So, Mike, first, I want you to give me a verb ending in ing. Uh, 
dancing. Okay. I'm also going to need a plural noun. Baseballs. Baseballs. Uh, okay, I also need a noun. Not not a plural noun? Not a plural noun. Finger. <laughs> okay, I need an item of survivor lore, or like just like an item from, so like a physical thing from survivor, okay. like not a person, but like a Well, does, does, like if a I thing. say mark the chicken, does that count? Yeah, I think that okay. counts. Uh, all right. I'm also going to need a survivor player. Uh, let's go with Johnny Fairplay. Okay. A sport? Uh, field hockey. <laughs> a location? The moon. The moon! Uh, a verb? Play. A verb ending in ED. Ooh. Uh, vivisected. What does that mean? Uh, I think it means you cut in half. Okay, to cut in half. Vivisected. Okay, and let's see. Uh, an exclamation. Hey, get away from there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, no, that's good. That's good. That's great. No, that's I, I should realize that an exclamation is you like something when you feel happy, not when you're yelling at someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey kids, get off my lawn is usually I don't think what people think yeah, of. Like, okay. Oh, excellent the greatest exclamation. Hey, get away from there. <laughs> uh all right, and then I need a survivor player. Let's go with uh the recent debut Twitter queen herself, Crystal Cox. Okay. Wait, is she on uh social she media? She just joined Twitter. Just joined Twitter. Um and what was she doing on Twitter? Is she saying anything fun? Uh, I know Kenny brought her on. They're talking about possibly doing an AMA for Survivor Gabon. That's pretty much it. Oh, okay. All right, sure. All right. And then the last thing I'm going to need is a oh, an adjective and a noun. Okay, adjective. Let's go with slimy. Okay. And noun is garbage. Okay. All right, Mike. Are you ready to find out what dream oh, number I'm one so is? I'm so excited. Okay. I was dancing through the jungle on my way to collect some baseballs for camp when I saw a dark figure approach me. Well, hello there, young finger, <laughs> it said. <laughs> Who are you? I replied. Me? I am the spirit of Mark the Chicken <gasps> that has matured on Ghost Island and now I'm here to help you. <laughs> Look at this picture of Johnny Fairplay, Yule, Shambo, and Mark the Chicken <laughs> playing field hockey on the moon. Mem memorize it. Learn it. Play it. And now you know the path forward. But before I could reply, the spirit vivisected <gasps> off into the oh, jungle. Oh, God. It's a, it's a spirit, so hopefully less blood. I'm thinking like nearly um, headless Nick where like half of him walked off. I know, right? <laughs> then suddenly a giant field hockey ball came hurtling towards me, about to crush me. Hey, get away from there, <laughs> I yelled. <laughs> and suddenly I was awake. Was that a dream? I think I know what we must do. Crystal Cox came running over. Are you okay? I think so, I said. I have a plan for the vote tonight, and it's called 
plan slimy garbage. <laughs> well, that, well, it's a pretty g- garbage plan, it sounds like. I, I mean, it makes sense Crystal Clocks ran over, right? Wasn't she an Olympic runner? Like, she'd be the first to run over. <laughs> yeah, wasn't she an Olympic runner, but then was like, especially on that first challenge, like behind everybody Yeah, she else. couldn't make up, up the hill because of the shoes she was wearing. So I, so I guess, oh, is Mature and Mark the Chicken, is this like a giant chicken? Is this like Chicken Boo from Animaniacs, where it's a life-size chicken? Let's see. Well, it's the spirit of Mark the chicken. Mm. So I guess, I mean, it could it could take the shape of anything. It could be sort of general Casper, the friendly ghost shape. It could be a chicken shape. Mm. Could be a, you know, Pac-Man ghost kind of shape. <laughs> I think it's anything you want it to be. Do you, when I was collecting baseballs for Kim, do you think that's because like I'm on a tribe with Crystal and John Rocker and Jeff Kent and all the baseball players and I need to connect, collect their balls? Yeah, you're just trying to keep them happy by by collecting all of the, of course, the natural baseballs yeah. that exist no, I'm, I'm in the, the Fijian I'm, jungle. I'm their ball boy. They're like hitting dingers into the jungle, uh, and I have to go get it. I mean, we've seen people make, you know, bowling alleys and other types of, of games, so why not? Why not baseball? <gasps> At least you don't have to hop the fence anywhere, hopefully. Exactly. Or if I did, you know, production would be like, hey, get away from there. Hey, hey, get away from there. All right. Well, let's go into dream number two. Okay. So, Mike, I'm going to need a survivor player. Let's go with Sean Kniff. Speaking of bowling alley. Okay. Sean Kniff. All right. I'm going to need a gesture. Okay. Uh, it's up to you. You, uh, you, you kick, you kick your foot. And then you do a twirl. Okay. <laughs> I don't think people do that, but I mean, hey, who knows? This could be the new the new gesture. <laughs> I'm sure I'm gonna see it on TikTok soon. All right, I need a strange sound. Now you can either phonetically spell the sound, mm-hmm. you can make the sound, whatever you'd like to okay, do. Okay, uh sound is <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do my best. Dude, do you need Yeah, can you do it one more time? I just want to make sure I have it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I need an adjective. Plump. Plump. I need. <laughs> I need a body part. Oh, let's <laughs> go with hip bone. Bones connected to the baseball bone. Okay. I need an, okay, another item from Survivor. Okay, let's go with uh, Colby's Texas flag from SoCon okay. Blonde Woman. Okay. I need, oh, I need a Jeff Probstism. So something that Jeff Probst frequently says. Oh, uh, uh, wow. All right. Going deep on that one. All right. Uh, oh, actually, this one, uh, you did the Survivor NPC slash animal oh, play- yeah, yeah. Uh, playlist uh, podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So let's pull let's pull one of those. It can be someone you talked about or someone else, but a Survivor NPC, essentially. Okay, let's go with Pelican Pete. The okay. uh, Austin's ops from Survivor Pearl Islands. Okay, Pelican Pete. And oh, okay, great. Hold on, I have to get something from before. All right, and I need a number. Sixty nine. Sixty nine, baby. Uh, I need an adjective. Roasted. 
Uh, I need a verb ending in ing. Oh, shuffling. I need a survivor player. Let's go with uh, Chrissy Hoffbeck. Okay. A noun. Uh, potato. A body part. Let's go with molar. Like the two. Yep. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, molar like <laughs> and uh, all right. Last thing I need is a food. Uh, let's go. Let's go with lamb. Lamb. All right. All right. Oof. Dream number two. Okay. So. <clears throat> Hey, Sean, I yelled across camp. I have to tell you about the dream I had last night. Sean kicked his foot, did a twirl, and said, <laughs> sure, buddy, break it down for Can me. Can I also say, uh, if Survivor Borneo was released in 2020, Dr. Sean would be the first one on TikTok, right? Like, he was so about becoming relevant that, like, he would be the one doing Survivor TikTok dances. <laughs> And he'd like make it, th- yeah. He'd like do the dances. He'd make something alphabet themed yeah. or something. Yeah, can like you do that. the alphabet challenge? Yeah, the alphabet. <laughs> what even is that? You just you say the yeah alphabet? as quick as you can. Okay, <laughs> you time it. Um. Okay. So yes, he kicks his foot, does a twirl, <laughs> and says, "Sure, buddy, break it down for me." Well. I was sitting at camp when I heard a strange sound coming from the beach. (laughs) 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 I wrote down Ulcer-causing sounds. The sound of an ulcer. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Mm. Okay. The sound sound was also accompanied by a plump smell wafting into camp and making my hip bones shake. (laughs) Suddenly, several giant Jeff Propes brandishing Colby's Texas flag floated Uh, up from the beach and swarmed to the sky. (laughs) I swear to God, I wrote this before we talked about rocket ship. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 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 (laughs) Chanted the army of jets. Oh my God. It's so (laughs) passive aggressive. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay, to win the next challenge, you must find Pelican Pete to uncover the secret. Pelican Pete is the key. Okay. Oh, my God. oh my God! Oh my God! That's the last time it shows up. In this <laughs> that okay. was not the thing you had to break back from before. 
It just sound like I'm coughing on the loop or something. <laughs> All right. Then lightning struck the closest tree and the sky flashed white. When I could see again, there were 69 urns in front of me, each of them a different color. Pick the correct urn to find the key. You were just visited by many Jeff Probst's in the sky. What color cargo shorts was the roasted Jeff Probst wearing? (laughs) I couldn't remember. So I said, I don't know. <laughs> the moment the words left my lips, I was carried away by a shuffling Chrissy Hoffback <gasps> with pot- potatoes for molars. <laughs> oh, that's gotta hurt. Ow. And then I woke up. So what do you think that means, Sean? <laughs> Yikes, man. I think it means you need to eat less lamb before bedtime. Oh, we just went to tribal council and Sean does that as he does another like TikTok dance. Yeah, as he as he does the yeah whatever I don't I like I don't know how to do them. Puyo <laughs> won't teach. Well, me. here's here's a new one for you, kids. Kick your foot and you do a twirl and you go yeah. wow wow. What was supposed to be multiple Jeffs chanting? <laughs> Just going wow 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 wow. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh my goodness. I didn't know how do we how we get past calm semen jet and say my penis, but somehow we found a way. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it could happen. I didn't think it could. It's like, oh the silliness, well, you know, this'll be okay. This'll be funny, but it's not gonna be like I'm dying, but only because of my inability to recreate your guttural noises. <laughs> See, yours is actually creepy. <laughs> Mine's just someone coughing. <laughs> that can be creepy as well, especially nowadays. Yeah, right. This is uh I think this is yeah, this dream may be in a post corona world. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that maybe <laughs> that was the big like predictor. Was that like I don't know, Ooh. does uh maybe Jeff Probst represents the C D C or wait, W H O W O W. It's pretty mm. similar. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close. I smell the the Yulmanati conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Their symbol is that that press or uh, promo photo or whatever. <laughs> it's cast photo. That's, that's, that's it's not the triangle. It's just his cast yeah. photo. <laughs> no, it should have been if it was Jeff Probst like cover like with the Colby's uh, flag, but mm. as the masks. You know, then I think we're like really getting into it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm. Well, before we somehow end this madness, uh, I do want to bring up one quick thing about the episode because I, I want to get back to Cowboy speaking about dreams. There was one thing from this episode that I was super intrigued by and i guess they use that as an example of like cowboys out of step with everybody but him being so into this idea of bringing the immunity idol with him to both the reward Mm. challenge and to tribal council because i don't think we've heard anyone mention it ever since i don't know how often the conversation goes on uh this is probably the first and only time we've ever seen on screen someone say like, oh, we should bring the immunity idol to other events to just make him a part of our tribe. Hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I guess like we've seen people or heard people talk about bringing 
their like physical belongings. Yeah. But that is to, oh, in case there's a swap or in case something crazy happens, like we want to have all our stuff. Um, because, you know, I don't, I don't know if anybody tells them, be like, okay, hey, so like, guys, remember to bring the immunity idol. Like, what if, what if a tribe just left it behind? Like, maybe this is a better safe than sorry type situation. Yeah. I, mean, I know Cowboy is like, oh, well, you know, he's like, he means something to me. He's important to me. And he, he even brought him, yeah, to tribal council. Yeah, I mean, could it be a thing if they left it behind? Like, could that could they use that as an excuse? Do you think Jeff's really going to send them to go all the way back to camp to get it before coming back again? Yeah, well, this reminds me of San Juan the San Juan del Sur episode that we watched, where like, I can just imagine Jeff being totally over. Like, I'm sorry, you didn't bring the immunity idol wow, to the immunity. To use my wow. famous catchphrase. <laughs> wow, these guys. <laughs> Yes, I mean, that. here's another thing you can do. And maybe this is, you know, if, let's say, you know, I'm going to go to Survivor Palau here. Uh, Willard is one of their weakest tribe members. Willard also happens to look like the immunity idol. Could they do something where they dress the idol up like Willard and, like, bring him to the challenge instead of Willard? And then they, like, sit him out, you know? So it's like a free sit out. Willard can hang out back at camp, maybe do some fishing ahead of time to make sure a nice meal is prepared. And this idol is going to sit in place for him the entire time. Well, that would have to be at the reward challenge. Or do you actually give Willard over as the immunity idol for the other tribe to win? Oh, yeah. Could that be could it swap places as well? Where like Palau's. Yeah, they say like, uh, Oolong, you finally won immunity. Take the idol. Then Willard's like, it's me, actually. You never got the idol. And so they have to go to tribal council. Like, like, I don't know what his disguise would look like, because I guess you would have to paint him kind of like uh, the Hunger Games, right? You got to paint yourself to look like a tree because it was like a wooden idol, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then he like rips it off and goes, yeah, and like skippers on back uh, to his original tribe. Yeah, that could be an option. I remember one time my mom really wanted to take my dog to, I don't know, somewhere, anywhere, the pool. She was like, I'll dress her up like a little kid. <laughs> and I was like, mom, Mike and I had this discussion on the B&B. Some mammals have four legs. Yeah. Some mammals have two legs. There's a very clear distinction. <laughs> Very now, clear listen, if I was a lifeguard, I, I would not let that in my pool because I would know the clear difference. <laughs> See, like, uh, got got that uh, that pattern uh, recognition, the four versus the two. So clearly no disguise yeah. could, uh, could get rid of that. But yeah, I don't know that that's a pretty interesting question, because really, that's the only I'm trying to think of any other immunity idol. Like, what is somebody going to pretend to be? I don't know, like a sword or something. Hmm. Well, what are, what are the other immunity? Yeah, I mean, I like? guess to that point, maybe not a person dressed up as that, but maybe you create sort of like you create a fake idol. You create a fake tribal immunity idol, you know, like if you could, uh, I don't know if it's like one of these just like little tiki statues, like you could probably whittle that. Right. If you're Wendell, you could create a fake one to do like the whole bait and switch. Like, hey, we threw the challenge so the other tribe wins immunity. And then they're like, oh, you have to actually have to go to tribal council because you didn't actually get the immunity idol. So this actually does remind me of for Winners at War. Remember how it was the skull with the fire tokens, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. eyes, where I was like convinced that you could pry the fire tokens out of the eyes and have those as fire tokens. Um, so I don't know why that reminded me of that, but it did. And so I decided no, to just because I could the see, things that popped in no, my head. No, because I could see people, because I think people were talking about like they notice it. So like you replace the eyes with something else that probably looks similar, right? And nobody thinks oh. like, oh, the two fire tokens are gone. Yes, my point was is that if you can you should be able to 
mess with the immunity idol. Like that would be really cool. I mean, obviously I'm sure there's some sort of line that you can't cross, like maybe replacing the whole thing and somehow <laughs> tricking the other tribe <laughs> into not actually winning immunity. Well, that's, that's, that doesn't count. It's a perfect burn though, right? Because the, the other tribe will be like, I don't remember it looking like that. And you're like, well, that's because you haven't had it enough to actually know what it looks like. <laughs> gotcha. And then you kick your Shablam. foot and you do a little twirl. <laughs> Yeah, you do your twirl and your kick, whatever it was. Yeah, then everyone's like, oh, damn, we're going to get burned so hard on TikTok. Yeah, kick yeah, kick your foot and do the twirl. <laughs> so oh I think I think that can, so maybe we'll see that for season 41. Like idols, it's it's two things. It's idols at tribal council and it's people being able to create fake immunity idols that they can give to the other tribe. <laughs> like, I, I mean, okay, look. Sometimes we go down silliness rabbit holes where we're not actually like, I don't know if you guys caught this earlier, but Mike and I probably weren't actually serious about Jeff Probst blasting off, (laughs) flying to (laughs) deliver the final votes and then landing and promptly regrowing his baby leg as they matured into adult leg. So I'm but I'm trying to actually envision if this were to happen on Survivor with replacing the immunity idol, like what? What would that? No, there's like no way because then it's like, oh, like they go to tribal council and then like all of a sudden like, psych. Yeah. I don't know what happened. No, yeah. And then that what would happen is that Jeff, no, it would be the immunity challenge, right? Jeff would be like, one more thing. You actually didn't win immunity because that's not the real idol. Yeah. Then so now you have to go back. Honestly, <laughs> this sounds like a stupid Island of the Idols task. You know what? Yeah, like honestly, it really could be. It's like you, you find to, the letter. You gotta convince the other tribe that this is the, this is the real idol, and that it's worth playing for. Exactly. And then if you don't, then you fail the challenge and you lose your vote. <laughs> yeah, and you lose your vote at the tribal council with the immunity idol that may or may not be real. Exactly. Just add more complications to that. That's what we really need. Hmm. But. I think we need to cast more artists on the show for a number of reasons. One of them is that allows us to create better facsimiles of all types of idols. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm looking at the wiki now. There's just like a lot of tiki's. Yeah, mm. yeah, a lot of tiki's. Um, humanoid figures, some statues. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, we could kind of work with this. Yeah, I think I think I think there's like listen. I think if you get like another uh, Julie from Survivor Edge of Extinction, like if you get another Etsy person, if you get enough Etsy people on the show, I think they can mm-hmm. make something happen. Yeah, I mean Bob's fake idol wasn't that bad, you yeah. know. So like, if you just I, give I really him some more possible. resources and a little bit more time, I think he could legitimately make one of these that can make a mm-hmm. passing resemblance. Especially well, if, benefit- if, if you look at like the Borneo immunity idol. Oh, I could do that in my sleep. Yeah, but I mean, the benefit, too, of it being the the whole immunity idols, you don't have to do it while you're hiding, right? Because yeah. if you're having to be like a David Wright and try to, like, make it under the dark of night, like, no, you don't have to do that because the whole tribe's like, yeah, we're going to, like, psych, <laughs> we're going to fool the other tribe, pranks on you, buddy. Yeah, and it's, and it's like a big uniting thing, right? Like, it really creates that tribalistic sense, and it's like a, 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 a camp activity to keep people's minds out of the game, too. So it right. has so many different applications. You know, it's like camp arts and crafts. Right? Yeah, exactly. Idea. That has mm-hmm. like warfare implications. <laughs> right. With deceit and evil. Exactly. 
Well, to finish things off, we started doing this the past couple of weeks. Uh, we're doing a segment on the B&B called The Charity Corner, where we highlight uh, a good cause that is helping out marginalized communities around the world during these times. Uh, Liana, do you have a charity in mind for this week? Yes, I'm super excited to talk about this charity. So this is one that I've actually worked with um, through like collaborations. This is Black Girls Code. So the the purpose of this charity is to increase the number of women in color in STEM. So especially mm. focusing on girls age seven to 17, which I think is super important because, you know, we have a lot of, as someone who's in STEM, we have a lot of fallout as you progress through your career path. So if we can fix the problems along the way, but also fix some of the issues at the beginning, I think that that will be so important. And so Black Girls Code helps to provide uh, African-American youth with skills to hopefully one day take a lot of the computing jobs that are continuing to be offered more will hopefully be offered. So anyway, they do like hackathons and summer camps. Right now they're doing virtual summer camps and stuff. So if you want to donate, um, go to blackgirlscode.com. Um, they have, you know, they're not everywhere, but they're in a lot of major cities. I think they actually have a chapter in South Africa too, which is pretty cool. Um, so that's my plug. I'm super excited to donate to them this week. And Black Girls Code is the name of the charity. That is an awesome cause. And I feel like uh, super timely, giving you know, a lot of the stuff that has been happening as of late with the uh, survivor anti-racism position that's been going on around. I know Jatia Hart has been such you know uh, a, a big spokesperson for those causes, and I think something that she really understandably spoke out against was the fact that you know she is a woman of color in STEM, which is a very big deal both in the field and just in general, and to have her sort of relegated to a storyline that did not talk about those achievements, mm -hmm. uh, you know, definitely had its negative qualities to it. And so I do love and sort of that thematic quality that, that this charity also embraces that to make sure that we, we get more Jatias out there in the world. And don't we all want more Jatias on Survivor? Either that uh, or our other favorite scientist, Amelia Earhart. Oh, yes, of course. My favorite, my second favorite scientist. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, and it's awesome because, you know, there's not a lot of women in STEM. There's not a lot of minorities in STEM. And so this really helps to target the problem. Like I so uh, my one of my graduate students is like the female African-American graduate student in her grade, like mm -hmm. or in her class, like her cohort, which is so incredibly depressing. But we're going to work and make the future a better place. And Black Girls Code helps to make that future a reality. Blackgirlscode.com, is that what you said? Yes, blackgirlscode.com. Amazing. So check that out. I know that I will. And maybe we'll we'll keep sort of like a, a running list uh, of charities that we have been donating to. You can just ask us. I don't know where we'll put it. So just ask us if we can, we can put it out there. But we want to keep on keeping on with the train of, of dedicating our time and space to some really important causes out there in the world today. And we're going to have more time to do that as our Rewind series keeps on keeping on next week we are going to episode seven it is still tbd at the time we are recording this but at the point you're listening to this you probably listened to the wiggle room where josh and rob have officially announced it we'll also have a guest that's also tbd but honestly we're sort of flying by the seat of our pants here on calm seaman jet and uh that's sort of the way that we're rolling this off season but i personally have been having so much fun in both revisiting these episodes and just absolutely falling off the deep end with you liana and i feel like this time was no different so is that one of the airlines that got the bailout call them seaman jet uh i would not uh be surprised <laughs> save my penis <laughs> save my penis <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
Poor Missy. Poor, oh, poor. I thought I Naked Mammal would be the worst with Amanda Kibble, but it turns out she was outdone doubly so. Yeah, there's nope. <laughs> Not the end of that one. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, we're having we're having so much fun talking about this. I'm also talking about Drag Race, US Drag Race, All-Stars 5, and Canada's Drag Race, Whoa! which premiered. Oh my god. Wow. So good. So Good. Um, we Aman and I got together to talk about the first episode. I'm super stoked about the season. I think we'll probably, for those of you who are interested, we'll fold the Canada coverage probably ultimately into the U.S. coverage at least for the next couple episodes. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I, I, do not, yeah, I don't mean to disparage U.S. Drag Race, but I think there is one new shiny thing that has come along uh, that will probably help buoy some of the other conversations going on about the other Drag Race season going on right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so that that's definitely going on. Look out for that. And you can find me on Twitter at Liana RHAP. And you can follow me at a Mike Bloom type on Twitter. I mentioned it before. And again, this is a, a week old at this point, but we really did have a very fun time on PG stream. It was a bunch of us from the RHAP network playing secret hands. And then we played a very confusing, but very chaotic game of werewolf that honestly has to be seen to be believed in many, many ways. So feel free to check that out. If you're into social strategy games, that was just such a fun time. Uh, Lost Down the Hatch over on Post Show Recaps. We just concluded Season 2 with the Season 2 finale, Live Together, Die Alone, which some love, some like, some were meh on. Find out what our opinions are. Also on Post Show Recaps, which will probably be out by the time this comes out, I have gotten together with several luminaries from the RHAP community to talk about the recently released Hamilton on Disney Plus as a person who was in the theater community for so, so long. And as someone who had the very fortunate opportunity to be able to see Hamilton, both in person and on Disney Plus, I know I had a load of thoughts about getting to experience this piece of beautiful art over the holiday weekend once more. And so it's myself, Shannon Gus, the aforementioned Amon and Aaron Robertson are going to get together to talk through everything. Hopefully you don't need to wait for it. Hopefully it's in your feeds now at this point. And Liana mentioned it before uh, a month ago. Plus I made the promise that if a certain amount of money were raised for direct relief from our HAP, I would get a survivor tattoo and folks, that tattoo has finally been determined. Myself, Rob Cesarino and Jessica Lee's got together to simulate survivor Islands of Ink, a brand steel simulation where the 16 ideas for my tattoo were put in a simulator and the winner will be inked on my body. We are actually in the process of making that appointment and working out a final design. So it is actually in the books, people. But I highly recommend people check out the podcast. Not only is it the closest I've had to ha having several panic attacks on air uh, with it being probably the most high stake podcast in RHAP history. It also is probably the craziest season that has ever been covered on a brand steel. And that says something Liana, without spoiling things too, too much. And as someone who I knew came into this with, with a bit of her own rooting interest, what did you think about the season overall? Oh, it was so fun. And it was crazy from the start to the end, like all the way through, there was so much that was going on and it was just also just knowing what the stakes that one of these things will be tattooed on Mike's body. just, really makes it worth it. 
So that's happening. Also, if you're looking for some brand steel action uh, in a different variety, maybe there's some other stuff coming your way this week. We shall see. But you can check all that out on robhasawebsite.com and postshowrecaps.com, where you can also find all the other B&B stuff and all the other stuff going on with the Survivor Rewind Project, uh, including the Wiggle Room and Why Blank Lost. That's going to do it for this week on the B&B. If you all have any games that you want to submit, Lord knows we're willing to talk about anything here, so feel free to send us any stuff. You can tweet it to us, hashtag RHAPBNB or RHAPBNB at gmail.com, like Reese did. Thanks, Reese. That was a really fun anagram game. Uh, uh, yeah, but I mean, now, of course, we're rebranding, so for yes. the RHAP, yes. Yes, YSC. Yes. <laughs> you stay center. And hopefully you stayed until the end of this podcast. This was supremely silly, but... I really do love doing this. I'm I'm excited for an excuse to do this. So thank you all so, so much for listening, for like the kind words and just keeping these in your earbuds uh, for the past six weeks. I'm excited to keep going through as we get to season episode seven next week. And we're going to we're going to keep working through this. Maybe it's a merge episode. Maybe it won't be. Who's to say? Life's a mystery, or as Jeff Probst would say, wow. Uh, special thanks to Scott St. Pierre for editing everything behind the scenes. Paul Osselson, our head writer on Well From America, for our, his excellent theme song, one of many hit songs he has produced uh, both on and off RHAP. We're going to be back next week with an episode seven of Choice and a guest. <laughs> we shall see. For now, I'll check you out at your next day. Mike and the other guys are playing some games and I pray to your mama that they're not super lame and if that all sounds cool I can tell you the name it's the R-H-A-P-B-M-B Mike and the other guys are playing some games and I pray to your mama that they're not super lame and if that all sounds cool I can tell you the name It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.